have you ever looked at someone and thought, if only I had his life, I could be truly happy? If only I had her career. If only I had his good looks. If only I had a marriage like If only theirs. I had a body if like If I was hers. taller like if I had her, skin, her brains, his car. If only I had their if house. If only I had If them. only. If, if only. only. If only. Stop. It's a mental spiral that threatens to take you down. Comparison is the thief of joy. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Well, Signs Radio is out and about today, uh, not stuck in a studio, but uh, out in, I was about to say sunny Queensland, but it's actually a little bit overcast today, but yeah, just in the northern suburbs of Brisbane, I guess. I'm never quite sure if I'm in the bottom of the Sunshine Coast here or the top of Brisbane, but in Dacobin, Queensland, at the uh, the annual Adventist Big Camp convention, and I'm here with one of our authors, this is uh, Grace Thomas. Say good day, Grace. Hi. How are you, everyone? Yeah, it's look, it's it's great to have have you here on on Science Radio, Grace. And thanks so much for writing a, an article for us in in this month's magazine, the October no. magazine. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now you're a teacher, is, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm a teacher aide, so support for kids with special needs oh. at a high school. Wow. Okay. So, wow. That that would be that would be interesting. Like supporting it kids is. with, I guess, what getting them up to reading level or up to maths level, exactly. or whatever they're struggling with. Whatever they're struggling with, doing assignments and things with them, modifying their programs so that they can actually achieve their goal, um, and then seeing them graduate. Because I work at a high school, it's um, the highlight. Or moving up a level from like a grade three to a grade five level, even though they're like they're eighteen year olds. Wow. So it's yeah, it's really fulfilling. Wow. So you you really have a, a passion for kids and I know you're also part of a, a large family so yes. there are a lot of kids in your circle a, a, as well and in, in your article that you wrote for us it's entitled Comparison the Thief of Joy you talk about an encounter with one of your, your nieces mm. and uh, I guess we, we should explain to our listeners that because there's some fairly sort of sensitive personal content in, involved here we're, we're not using Grace's r- real real name well her real name isn't Grace <laughs> and, and neither if, if we refer to, to your niece and, and you know some of her friends or, or other relatives, we won't be using um, the, their names either, just to pr- protect their privacy. Yes, that's right. So I'm sure people will, will understand that, but look, we, we know you're a teacher, we know you, you love kids. Yes, <laughs> um, I do. So you, you mentioned in your article that you have a, a teenage niece and she confessed to you one day that she was actually considering killing herself. I mean, that's how, right. How serious what was this? I was visiting her, I was on holidays, and I, I came to her house, and it was just, you know, an aunt and niece time, bonding time, she was 13 at that time, mm-hmm. and yeah, we were having a wonderful time, and we ended up chatting about different things that were bothering her, but out of the blue, she told me that she wanted to kill herself, and as, you know, this is somebody I love, this is somebody that I have seen being born, and to hear that coming from her mouth really shattered i think i felt my my blood just drain mm. to to my feet and i and at that time the only thing i could do was i did a quick prayer in my head i said god help me i don't know what to say 
because I think when they're in that very negative state of mind, mm. it's very hard to to tell them or, or tell them, oh, you you know, there's nothing for you to worry about. You look wonderful, you because it's not going to go in. It's not going to be processed. Mm. So that was quite difficult. Yeah. What What really impressed me about this is that you know you're someone who is a high school teacher, so you're you're around teenagers all the time. You know they can get pretty dramatic, yes. and it's really easy to get, I guess, some sort of you know c- compassion fatigue yes. w- when you're dealing with these teenagers who whose emotions are up and down and yes. up and down and yes. they can be real uh you know very dramatic i, yes. don't, I don't know if, if this is sexist to say but maybe particularly the girls um yeah, c- c- I, yeah. Get very dramatic and, and, and instead of you just sort of wiping this off as mm. oh this is just teenage angst you took this really seriously you actually decided her. to to stay with her that to stay over that night and to spend some time talking with her we stayed up basically all night I wanted to get to the bottom or I wanted to know what it was that was that was bothering her and we just chatted for hours and when she the more she talked the more she said that she wanted to be like her cousin uh-huh. same age I think three months apart and all she wanted to do was be like her because you know Isla was beautiful and she wanted to be like her mm, mm. and that, you say in the article Isla was taller Isla was yeah, like better looking all, all these sort of things so she'd been looking at her cousin all the time wishing she could be more like that that's right wishing and 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 hoping for that so I wanted to get to the bottom of it and she had forgotten the qualities that God had given her mm-hmm. and the beauty of her you know her soul and so yeah we ended up staying all night and just chatting about what was really happening mm-hmm. and and i guess this brings us to the title of your article which is comparison the the, the thief of joy yes. you and and your niece explore this theme and how unhealthy it is to yes. to compare ourselves with with one another and i'm, I'm actually impressed with how you systematically work through <laughs> and 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 even like wrote down a, a list yes. of of things that you know that are difficult and dangerous about comparison and and suggested some more positive sort of strategies to put in place instead and you're going to take us through through some of those yes i can talk about Uh, those before we do that though is this just an issue what like with teenagers and and young women in particular or do you see this as being a a large issue i mean now that you're you know you're mature you're you're an you're an adult you've Mm. you know you've got your career sorted you've is this still an issue in in mature life do you think yes definitely but i think in different ways what i have found is that teen girls um, or younger girls they compare themselves to more of the physical beauty of others oh look how beautiful she is how tall she is it's not just a gender thing too i think men can uh, also struggle with this i mean like you say career you know you you look at the the car that someone else has or Mm -hmm. the career that someone else has or you manage to get a peek at their paycheck and you think oh my goodness i know you know (laughs) yes what what did i do wrong not to um not to be able to achieve this you know on on the weekend you know the other guys are riding around on fast motorbikes or 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 have a, a cool boat or something and it can be, yeah, it can be tough. It can you be start tough. Comparing. Yeah. yeah. And I think men, see, before you mentioned that girls are more, you know, dramatic, and I think it's more emotional, and they tend to speak and act what they're feeling. Men tend to reserve, or boys tend to reserve. And so we tend to think that, you know, they're not going through whatever girls are going through. But yeah, I think it's unequal. They're just quieter about it, mm. as well as men. They're quieter about it than a woman with mm. another woman that can talk about which, it and be more. Which can actually be more unhealthy to Extremely. Yes. Yeah, Extremely, yeah. yes. Wow. Okay. So so I guess I, I just wanted to sort of expand, you know, that discussion so that our listeners don't think, well, this is just an issue if I have a teenage daughter or a 
a teenage granddaughter. No. Um, if not, I'll just switch off because this mm. is a human issue that yes. that all of us face. Although, of course, you know you, you're coming at it from your experience with Taylor, you know your your, right. your niece. So, are you able to, to take us through some of these um, some of these steps? You you talk about the deadly the cycle, deadly cycle. <laughs> and, and I guess there's this idea of you keep comparing, and it's like a spiral that just That's takes right. you down and down and down down the plug hole. Yeah, I know. And even though it sounds dramatic, like the deadly cycle, I think truly that it is a deadly cycle because we tend like the first thing I would say we tend to fall short so if we start comparing ourselves with somebody else we will always fall short because we're not like that other person mm. so we will never reach that that level our skills our ad, uh, attitudes our looks will never be the same mm. as that, that person. I, I mean I guess whoever you are however rich you are however good looking you are mm. you can always look around and you can always find someone who's smarter than you who's richer always. than you who's you know taller than you if tall is what always. you want yeah yes. you, you know what exactly. I mean exactly yes um, I did wonder though like reading this about you know you will always fall short yes but I think some of us also fall into the trap of trying to find someone who we feel is lesser than us to feel and better. comparing mm. ourselves with them yes. to push them down to yes. put them down oh they're so immature yes. oh, oh goodness me there's you know they have no class they um, yes. oh, look look <laughs> look at look at what they're doing yes. sort of reminded of uh, the biblical story that Jesus told he told a parable about a, a tax collector and a Pharisees and then a very rich uh, sort, of, sort of religious sort of guy yes. and the religious guy praised God thank you God that I'm not like this uh, yes. this sinner over here <laughs> and Jesus said you know what it's that guy did not get his heart no. right with God because of that attitude so I, I know this sort of goes off the track a little bit of your article but do you think also compare, comparing ourselves with people in in order to put them down and lift ourselves up is all, also problematic? Oh, yes also just as bad and I think that sometimes we do that or if we start doing that it's because we're trying to make ourselves so better we're still comparing mm. but we are doing it in a in a more you know I am this I am that which is not helping at all it's not mm. healthy at all either well it's certainly not healthy in terms mm. of relationships is it if, no. if you're constantly looking to put other people you'll find down. yourself very alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the same way that you can always find someone who you're who's better than you richer than you smarter than you you can always find someone to look down on if, if that's, that's what you need psychologically that's right yes and i think that um because we none of us are perfect and we put somebody on a you know pedestal it's not fair for that person because that person is also as as flawed as we are Mm. and we don't know their struggles and i think it's unfair for them Mm. as well Mm. or to be comparing ourselves to them yeah yeah and you, i mean you, you do describe it as a deadly cycle and you, you say it, it can be a, a vicious circle it's never, ending. What, never what, ending what do you mean by that never ending i mean that once you you start comparing yourself with someone else say that person you don't know you don't look at them anymore you start comparing yourself with somebody else and then that person's like it could be like um a little I don't know how to explain it, but... It's almost an addiction, it sounds yeah, like. like an addiction. And then once you move on from that person, you move on to another person and you start comparing yourself to that. And I think that changes as you get older and your you know, your lifestyle changes. Mm. So when you're younger, you could compare yourself to their looks. As you get a little bit into university, you could compare yourselves to their brains, you know, how, how smart they are. Yeah, or, sure. Um, if, you, if you go into getting married kind of thing, then you start comparing yourself to the marriage she has. So you're always comparing yourself mm. and it's like a never ending mm-hmm. when do you stop 
On a, on a positive side, I mean, I, well, where do you think the um, the line is between this unhealthy comparison that you're talking about and the legitimate desire for a role model or a mentor or someone to look up to, someone to help you sort of guide in your way? Someone because sometimes you see someone mm. accomplishing something yes. and you think, wow, it's possible. Mm. Like this person, you know, did it, or you know, they might even yes. get alongside you and say, hey, I can help you all yes. on the same path. Where where does it is it sort of healthy and unhealthy? You have a sense of the dividing line there? Yeah, I think that when it's unhealthy, it's when you just sit back, don't do anything about it, just say, you know, I want to, um, I want a job like she has, or I want to be, so you, or that skill that she has, but you don't do anything about it, and you're just resenting it, and you're just Mm. feeling a bit, "Mm, why does she have that and I don't, but if you want somebody as a role model, you will actually talk to them about it, or email this time, you know, email these days, you can email them anytime you want, and just say, look, how did you get this career? I'm interested in doing this. Mm. And instead of feeling put down or depressed or resentful towards this person, you actually feel encouraged to follow in that kind of pathways. Because you, even though if yeah, she gives you all this um, advice, you'll still go on your own path. It's just an encouraging and it's an exhilarating kind of feeling. Mm. So, okay, so, so you're saying that there's nothing wrong with admiring someone. No, I ad- ad- Admiring who they are, how they present themselves, yes. how they, like their accomplishments. It's, it's almost a question of what you do with that? What you do with do, that. Do you resent them and wallow in it and you know drag yourself down mm. or do you use that as motivation yeah, to learn exactly. more and build as yourself stepping, up? As a stepping stone to you know move on to the next thing and say, you know, I want to do that. I'll follow in, in that kind of steps. So yeah, definitely there is a big difference between them and you'll know by the way you feel inside if you feel that resentful, that bitterness or that, that anger or even depression mm-hmm. as to when you're actually admiring someone mm. instead of comparing yourself to them. Wow, okay. And and, and you suggest that, that this um, this process of comparing it and sort of wallowing in it can, this vicious cycle can go on and on and on. And if you actually start counting up the minutes and hours oh, yes. you, you're doing this, you, you, you start to realise, this is crazy. Yes. And if you're on, for example, Instagram, let's name a platform, and you're scrolling through there all you know the day just to see what everybody's doing, what their life looks like, those are hours that are wasted. So, you know, if you want a beautiful home because you're admiring the one on Instagram, clean your own and, you know, fix it up and, and add those beautiful uh, cushions or decorating tips that you really want. So do something about it instead of just looking through it. Or if you want to um, be healthier and get fitter, then instead of looking at all those women that have the muscular body, just uh, or men even, mm-hmm. just do something about it. You know, start exercising, start walking, get a, a accountability, get accountability partner. So, yeah, so, and I find that the more you scroll through this or the more you think about it, the less time you have to do anything and strive to, mm. to do better. There is a strange paralyzing effect of social media, it seems, that you can somehow spend hours and hours like scrolling through stuff, like researching into stuff. I know I've been guilty of, of this yeah, a few times. Yes. Um, you, you get a particular interest. I think maybe some of us are a bit, I know we tend to nerd out a, a little bit yeah. and we get right into something and we know everything mm. about it and we do all this research and all this reading and mm. scroll through everything and have all these heroes but we never actually do anything about That's it right. and it's like I could have used that time much more you know in, yes. in a much more focused way so I guess a couple of times in my life I've said to myself enough you know like 
you're either interested if you're seriously interested in this what are you going to do yes. about it um, you know it's it's not doing you any good just continuing to <laughs> sit on the couch say, exactly. and, and <laughs> research <laughs> it on the internet yes I agree and and I guess it, it's then pretty obvious that um, why you say uh, in your article that comparison robs us of joy and which is in fact you know that the title of your article comparison is the thief of joy it robs us of joy and I it guess does. we can see the mechanism by by which that happens oh yeah definitely it's like a, a toxic it's like a disease that we we feel we start with an unhappy thought and then it continues on until we're quite resentful and it's hard to get out of that but and it kind of entangles in our minds it's like a, a web you know a spider web mm. and uh, we, it's hard to get out of it mm. and we're not happy we're not happy with anything yeah yeah look I'm, I'm really glad that when you were you know speaking with your niece about this you didn't leave it at that in terms no. of all, all, all the, the negatives all the negatives <laughs> but you actually started to help and this is a, you know it's often hard, easy to criticize isn't it easy to come up with the negatives easy, and that you yes. can spiral down with that too yes. oh this is terrible oh it's an inescapable you know yes. vicious cycle blah 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 but you and her actually got together and came up with some practical and positive tips to yes. sort of escape that that Mm. cycle which you also put in your article which I'm I'm very grateful for can you take us through some of those please yeah sure so we talked about gratitude so actually being and I do this personally and that and we talked about it and actually being very disciplined every morning and write at least two or three things that you're grateful for Mm. because sometimes we think I have nothing I have no money I have and we forget the little things you know I had shelter it rained last night I had a warm bed or you know the other day it was funny because it rained really hard and I remember that I was wearing boots and for some reason I looked up and I said God thank you I have boots my feet are not getting wet you know just the littlest things but being very conscious of um, that gratitude is very important so and it's hard it's Mm. hard to do when you're not in that state of mind Mind, but it gets easier the more you practice it. So that's something you, conscious. You can train yourself. Um, yes. it, yeah, like you say, it's really easy to go through your day and every single thing that goes not quite how you planned yes. it to complain about. Oh my goodness! Oh yes. my life! Oh my life is terrible! Yes. It's all <laughs> it's falling apart. But but if you look for those exceptions, those little glimpses of yeah. of happiness and of when things went right, and grab onto those, and you start mm-hmm. to realize that hey, my day is like this sort of string of pearls. You know, there are these little yes. moments through the day mm-hmm. where things went right things I can be grateful for so here's your challenge uh, right now Grace what do you 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 were nervous about coming to this interview what are you thankful about right now I'll I'll put you on the spot well I'm very thankful that I actually got here safely because I drove almost 50 minutes okay so from home and there were trucks and the wind was crazy but I'm grateful that God brought me here in one piece He's a traveling mercies. There you go. Well, you, you're an expert. You've, you've clearly you've clearly done this. Okay. Now you, you you suggest that sometimes a part of the issue is that we just sit there, and I guess our you know the blood begins to pull and settle, and we need to just get out and move a little bit. Just yes. just get outside, get some fresh air. How, how does that help? Oh, he helps so much. I think God created nature for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I am going through this, um, you know, either stress or I'm not feeling 100%, being outside, going for a quick walk, doesn't have to be exercise. Don't look at exercise because that could turn you off. More <laughs> like a gentle stroll to get your mind into another space. Mm. And, you know, that's when um, 
new air oxygen comes in and your blood starts pumping and, and, and you start looking around and there are so much things happening that you kind of forget about mm. your own you know personal issues mm. but um, yeah definitely a stroll a little walk uh, even the backyard but getting out of that that moment of negativity mm. and doing something completely different yeah so so it, I mean it's a change of scene just for starters yeah, isn't it complete. but then like you say fresh air bit of sunshine mm. and getting moving yes. a, a little bit not, not not that it's exercise we, no. <laughs> we, we wouldn't want that but um, yeah it, you're right it can stimulate endorphins it oh, can, yeah, yeah, it can do, it do a lot of things I, I love that now you say um, in your article only compare yourself to you what, yes. what, I mean that you, you obviously don't do much English teaching because I'm not even sure that makes <laughs> grammatical sense. I know. <laughs> How, what, what do you mean? I only so, compare yourself to you. If you if you want to compare yourself to to someone, for example, oh, I, she's an author. I want to be an author. Then you compare yourself. Well, what can I do to become an author? What skill can I improve? What can I uh, develop in this area? How can I develop in this area? Mm. I, I, I like um, in, in the article, it, it actually says to go for your personal best, you know, like athletes do. And this is something you often hear from athletes, like elite athletes. Yes. I mean, you know, people who are at Olympic level mm. who are aiming at breaking uh, Olympic records and, and all this sort of stuff, you often hear them talk about their PB. Uh, yes, you know their personal best, mm. and I find this really, really interesting yeah. psychology that mm. they don't have to wait for that big championship event or that big Olympic event to be able to sort of measure their success, or, or you know, they actually take a lot of pride in measuring their personal progress exactly. and their personal best. Yes. So in that sense, they are comparing themselves to with them. to themselves, yeah. Aren't, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Very much, and you can get a sense of progress, like as those um, scores and those times improve over time. You're like, hey, I'm improving, I'm improving, I'm yes. improving. And then you with, want to do better. Yeah, without reference to anyone else That's at all. That's right. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's, it's a, great, a great comparison there. Oh, ban negativity, you say. <laughs> ban negativity. It's funny, you know, you're talking about gratitude and, and all this sort of stuff, banning negativity. One of my favorite movies uh, from when I was a kid is mm. Pollyanna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really love it. And uh, these days, what people will often say with a sneer on their face, oh, that's a very Pollyanna-ish yes. attitude, yes. like that's a negative thing. But if you watch that movie, here mm. you see a girl who, exactly what you're saying about gratitude, you know, mm. through whatever circumstances present themselves, what is there to be glad about? Right. And I guess the flip side of that is is what you say in your article, okay. ban negativity. Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, Because when, when people say Pollyanna-ish, they often mean you're not connected with reality. Yes, <laughs> you, you yes. know what I mean? So how can you ban negativity without losing touch with What's real, real life yeah, and the real challenges that are there? Well, one thing that I have found personal like in my, in my life is when I have a negative thought or something that comes into my mind, I have learned the only way to battle that is either a quick pray to God, yeah. talking to Him, and saying Bible verses or even singing a Christian song that's going to uplift. Because as soon as you do that, that negative thought has to go away. It hasn't got room for you anymore. So you need, it's like breaking it. Mm. And so suddenly you're, you know, you're thinking about this Bible verse and then another one comes into mind, then you're singing about it. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're still not going to come and face the issue you're going through, but it means that it's a lot easier and there's some hope. Mm. You're, you're in, not going to let it drag you down. No, you're going to strive for it. You're going to surpass that. Oh, I like that. And look, you were mentioned Instagram before, and you suggest perhaps, you know, if this is your particular issue of, of what's dragging you down, of what's causing you to play this comparison game, mm. that perhaps you should go on a social media fast. Yes. 
And I remember that one of my sisters went on, um, she found, she decided to do a little experiment. She found that she was going on um, on Facebook a lot. Yeah. So she thought, hmm, I, I seem to be on Facebook a lot, but she didn't know how a lot was. <laughs> so she decided to get rid of the app from her phone. And she noticed that in less than... I don't know, one, two minutes, she went on and more than 15 times. She was looking for it. And she says, that, that was an addiction that I didn't even know. But I noticed that I was a bit, you know, in a bad mood after I went on Facebook or my attitude was a bit different. So as soon as she did that, she realized this is not good. And she got rid of it. She, she closed her account. I mean, you don't have to close your account. That was a personal choice of hers. Mm, yeah, so um, some of us need to go cold turkey. But are you saying yeah. your article? Some of us maybe need to go on, on a detox on or, a to, detox. Yes, or to love. limit ourselves in some way. Yeah, baby steps or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like it. Focus on your potential and strengths. You say, I guess that's that's pretty obvious, yes. but, but sometimes it's hard for us to see our, our own potential and strengths. What, what do you suggest there? Uh, one of the best things you can do is ask. Ask a friend, ask a family, a loved one. You know, what do you think of my strength? What do you think I'm good at? And write it down. That's one of the ways that you can find um, find out about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important. I'm actually going through that at the moment because I was talking to a friend and, and I, I need to upskill. I want to do some other things, but I needed to write, what are my skills? Because I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I know this comes easy to me, but is that a skill? So I started asking my friends and they're like, oh, you're good at this and that. And I started reading on it. I'm like, oh, yeah. And um, it already makes you feel you know, good about yourself. And say, okay, I want I want that skill to get even better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to work towards that. But. Wow, no, that's that's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, th- this one made me laugh when I first read it. You know, because it, it's almost a cliche in some ways. Oh, I'm feeling so down. Blah blah. Get a hobby. They say, <laughs> get a hobby. It's true. Um, but but it's for real, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's a it's a cliche for a reason. Yes, I think getting a hobby or it's kind of like a distraction. You will use your creativity. You will use your strength. You will use your your mind in a different area. That's my positive if you like painting paint if you want to learn a musical instrument you know learn mm. um there are uh, i think even on youtube you can find uh, people who teach you how to play something to begin with or find someone who can um, mentor you for a few dollars but getting busy is so important because your mind hasn't got that time to wallow in mm. the negative thoughts mm. it has to be using um your creativity and, and you actually take it one step further than that by saying well i mean a hobby's great but it's often very self-focused it's about what you're interested in and what you want what mm. you enjoy yeah. but you also suggest hey you can get out there and in your yes. community and volunteer and, and help other people out how do well, how does that um how is that different from a hobby in terms of the impact it might have on us something where you use your creative creativity uh it makes you feel good distresses you all of that yeah. but um when it comes to um getting involved in something outside of you more charity work you're impacting somebody else's life and it's incredible how um how much it helps you personally, like I've, I've had this experience where I, I, um, I wasn't feeling, you know, I was feeling a bit depressed, a bit down. And then a friend came to me and he had problems with uh, a relationship. So he talked to me about it. And after I finished advising him, praying with him, I felt like a new person. So the focus was not on me anymore. Mm. The focus was on someone else. And I feel that, you know, when, when Jesus was on earth, what was his focus? Yeah. People helping, doing, because he wasn't focused on himself. Mm. And I think that's a great example for any of us. Mm. Yeah, I think he even said, uh, the, he referred to himself as the son of man. He said, you know, the son of man did not come to serve, 
to be served, to be served yes. but to serve, to serve and to give his life as yes. a ransom for many. And okay. we see that recipe in our own lives. We we're not here to to be served. We we are here to serve one another. And it's, I think there's a lot of you know like happiness psychologists. You know, this sort of yes. these sort of people have looked into this and found that yes, if you spend your life focusing on how what makes me happy, how can I make myself yeah. happy? Go away, everyone. I'm here making myself happy. Yes. We we actually end up being miserable. Oh, very. And and you know paradoxically, mm. the answer to happiness seems to be from from a lot of this sort of positive psychology research is that when you focus on someone else's needs and help them out help them accomplish mm. their goals you suddenly when you get around to thinking about how you feel again yes. you suddenly realize oh that's I'm good. actually <laughs> feeling really good that's good and, yes. but but I, I do like the way that you you finished the article and we have to finish your interview too because yes. we're, we're running out of time but it's not all, all about just you and your friends and your family trying to sort stuff out by yourselves there is a time I mean your niece for example was, you know, talked about suicide yes. that's a serious that's issue a serious. And, and we definitely shouldn't um, resist the idea of seeking some sort of uh, professional yes. help. Uh, I guess what we're talking about, what, a, a counsellor? Counsellor, psychologist, psychiatrist, whoever is, uh, is going to be able to help you put um, strategies in your mind, it's a great thing to do. Mm. Um, I'm up for it. I know there are some people that don't believe in that, but I think God has left these professionals to help us because we live in a sinful world mm. and we need all the help we can get. Yeah. And with a good spiritual life and with some help, even in some cases, medication, mm. um, you know, you can you can um, stabilize your life again. You can establish something healthy mm. and strong. But I'm all for um, this uh, professional help. In, even if, you, if it's, um, you know, social media detox or anything, that's little get someone to talk mm-hmm. to talk to someone um, yeah no, I, th- I think that's really important um, I mean you know some of our listeners might be you know coming from a Christian point of view mm-hmm. and, and it's in church circles sometimes you hear this idea oh you know if you've got God just strengthen yourselves with this, mm-hmm. yourself with him you won't need counselling you won't need medication mm-hmm. I think you know really if you broke your arm would you say oh, I'll just get someone to pray over no. it I mean no, no. You, we, we need God we need we, a, we need that spiritual life yes. to be strengthened but we have these resources out there and you know, God has allowed Definitely. them to be there. So, yes. what, why not make use of them? Yeah. And find someone that aligns with what you believe. Mm. So, someone that you can connect with and that will um, help you. Mm. So, mm. you can find. Yeah, and, and and it might not be the first person you approach. I mean, you might try your GP, you might try a counsellor. You, you know, I, I would say you know don't give up because no. sometimes the first person you t- talk to doesn't quite get it. Yes. Um, so you need to seek you know a range of supports right. around you. Don't just hang all your hopes on on one person oh, wow. and then get all depressed when it doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks so much. I really no appreciate worries. it, Grace, uh, for, for you giving us us your time today and and for writing this article. No, thank you, Kent, for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs> Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. 